listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Wednesday, the 17th of November. This is Recap made for you by Sharesies. Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. And you know what's coming up next? It's a disclaimer. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. G'day there, John. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks, Jose. How's things? Things are well here, very well. John, of course, stepping in again uh, for Alice, who's still a bit crook. Sure, she'll join us back uh, very soon. Uh, can't thank you enough for stepping in, John. You're a real trooper, a star. No worries, mate. No worries. I'm keen. Have we got any new rooster stories for everyone today? No, he just. <laughs> they just got, doing his thing he's today. Just doing, again, this is gonna this is gonna turn into a pet podcast. No, he's just kind <laughs> of chilling today. He's very good. He's very chill. Had a little cuddle before on the. Um, I took a break and just we had a cuddle on the armchair. It was very nice, I have to say. So what's been happening today, Jose? Well, this uh, morning, Plexure Group released its interim results and also dropped some news about an operational review. Plexure isn't a household name, so it might be good to talk about what they do. I would be happy to do that. So Plexure is a, a mobile engagement software provider, which is to say that it makes marketing, ordering and loyalty apps for smartphones. So they mainly work with uh, fast food and retail clients and they're dual listed on the New Zealand and Australian stock exchanges. And I didn't know this before looking into it, but also it's also part owned by McDonald's, which uses its software in stores around the world. And regular recap listeners will remember we talked about their recent merger with the Australian-based e-commerce business task. Uh, note that the results covered today cover a uh, period uh, just which ended just before the merger. So that way the, the results of that merger are not included in, in the results they released. Okay, so now we're up to speed. What came out of the financials this morning? So revenue for the company over the six months to September decreased by 7% to $13.5 million dollars. Uh, Plexure also reported an increased net loss to $8.5 million compared with $4.4 million in the same period last year. And operating costs increased as well from $3 million to $13.5 million. What did the company say was behind these results? In its statement, Plexure said they had pursued what they called a cost-intensive strategy to invest for growth. That's a direct quote. Now, basically what they're saying there is that the strategy was to grow the company by broadening the customer base and to do so required investment. But according to Plexure, this had been predicated on strong sales growth, which they said has not occurred. The company's new CEO, Daniel Hoden, who's also the former head of Task, actually ran an operational review which found the previous strategy wasn't generating more sales and was, quote, no longer relevant. Uh, to wit, the company has begun a two-week consultation process as part of a wider review, which will include looking at platform efficiencies and overhead reductions, as well as exploring potentially delisting itself from one of the two exchanges. Anything else from the announcement? Did they indicate what's on the horizon for the company? 
Well, they pointed to a recent spate of contracts, one including deals with Gloria Jeans in the States and with multinational food service provider Compass Group. Now, that's that contracts for its operations in Australia. Uh, they said that these recent wins would outweigh the impact of the dreaded supply chain disruptions caused by the pandemic. So Picture was saying that shortages have meant lengthy delays for delivering hardware sales, which has bit into their growth, although they noted it was an industry-wide phenomenon. And how did the market respond to the news? I had a quick look on the NZX before we came in to record, and it looks like Plexia shares dropped by 12.5% from market close on Tuesday. Uh, it was a similar story on the Australian exchange. Share price uh, dropped 8%. All right, Jose, as we start approaching the festive season, don't forget that we're still also in the midst of earnings season. How could I forget, John? So which company has dropped some results for us to discuss now? Commonwealth Bank, uh-huh. which dropped its trading update for the first quarter of the 2022 financial year. Quick fun fact for you also, Jose. Mm-hmm. Commonwealth Bank is the biggest company on the ASX in terms of market cap, tipping the scales at a cool $183 billion Aussie dollars. Yeah, they're big business, uh, the banks over there, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. It's huge. And of course, market cap being the total value of all outstanding shares for the company. So basically, total shares multiplied by the share price. Cool. Thanks for that. So let's, 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 let's unpack their numbers then. Okay, starting off with the big ticket numbers, CBA recorded a net profit for the quarter of $2.2 billion. This is a jump of 20% from 2020. While looking at its operating income, CBA hit $12.2 billion. However, this was down 1% compared to 2020. And household deposits and business lending increased by 12 and 13% respectively on last year. Now, given those results, uh, why, I ask you, has the share price dropped by over 7% since the announcement then? Great question, Jose. So in its update, CBA highlighted that its net interest margin was considerably lower compared to previous quarters. Now, net interest margin is the gap between what the bank pays to borrow money and the interest rates it is lending money out at. So this is most banks' main source of income, and for CBA, nearly 40% of its total income for the quarter. Did the bank say what the reason was for the lower net interest margin? Yep, the bank said this was due to high liquid holdings, fierce home loan competition across all the retail banks in Australia, and borrowers continuing to switch to fixed-rate loans. And it is also this admission that seems to have spooked the market with a flurry of sell-downs this morning, slicing nearly $10 billion off its aforementioned market cap. Mm-hmm. Now, the earning results uh, is not the only announcement Commonwealth Bank has released. What other news has it dropped? Yep, CBA, through its venture-scaling entity, has launched a shopping app called Cheddar. It is described as being similar to TikTok and uses artificial intelligence to deliver bite-sized content to help its customers discover personalized brands, authentic content, and deals. It mimics other popular social media apps by having you scroll through deals and rewards based on your shopping preferences. Just in time for all those Christmas deals, Jose. (laughs) Can't wait. Um, Are there any big name stores which have signed up to the platform? Yep, so Cheddar has already got over 600 stores signed up, including Under Armour, Cotton On, and one of my personal favourites from back in the day when they did All You Can Eat, 
Pizza Hut. Oh, now you just make me feel hungry. Thank you very much, John. Do you want to wrap us up for today, Jose? I'd love to. So this next story involves a government-level investigation of a proposed takeover of the computer chip design firm Arm by the billion-dollar company NVIDIA. All right, I want to know who these companies are and what's going on. Mm, a confident and insistent but reasonable request. Uh, NVIDIA, which is probably the most well-known of the two companies, is a big multinational tech company based in California. It is listed on the NASDAQ and is famous for making video cards for gaming computers. And They also make what's called system-on-a-chip units for smartphones and cars. A uh, system-on-a-chip is basically squishing down the important bits of a computer and making it really efficient so it can literally kind of fit on a chip. And, of course, that's very important if you're making uh, smartphones and cars. I, I, bet, I bet it is. Now, what about ARM? Yeah, so ARM came out of Acorn computers in the early 90s. Anyone mucking around with PCs at that time will remember Acorn. Uh, they're based in England, and they were bought in 2016 by Japan's SoftBank for $32 billion American dollars. Now what happens is that they license out their chip designs to a staggering amount of companies. In fact, their chip architecture is used in 95% of the world's smartphones. Okay, what's the deal with this takeover? Okay, so the takeover, if it goes ahead, will cost NVIDIA $40 billion. Uh, but it's garnered a lot of attention and a lot of criticism. The deal has been looked at by regulators in the US and China, and last month the European got involved. They launched an investigation of their own into the deal. But the news now is that the UK has announced it's ordered a probe into the NVIDIA bid. That will be undertaken by the Competition and Markets Authority, or the CMA, now, this is actually the second phase of their investigation. They delivered an initial summary in August, and based on their findings, the government says they should take it to the next step. So what's causing all the scrutiny? Well, in that initial res report, the CMA says it found significant competition concerns. So they're worried that NVIDIA could stifle competition by restricting access to ARM's chip designs. It could lead to higher prices and reduced innovation in the semiconductor industry. Uh, for their part, NVIDIA says it won't change ARM's business model, and they argue that the merger has big benefits for the industry. Uh, they also said that they will continue to work with the UK government to resolve its concerns. When was this deal scheduled to happen? Yeah, good question. So it was due to be completed by March next year. Uh, that is looking unlikely as the CMA's second round of the investigation is supposed to take around 24 weeks. And that brings us to the close of Recap for today. That was Recap for the 17th of November. Thank you very much for listening. Really appreciate it. Don't forget to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Our email is also recap at sharesies.co.nz if you want to get in touch. And you can also leave a voice message. There's a link in the episode description. Thank you very much, John. I forgot to say, actually, Rooster News, I completely forgot about it. I blanked on this. Uh, he stopped barking at night. <laughs> oh, oh. Just what last did you night. Do to stop that, mate? I, you, just, you just put him in the crate and say, mate, you, we're going to bed. You have to go to bed as well. And eventually, after two weeks, he stops barking. Oh, no, nice. The neighbours will love you for that, surely. They, 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 they've sent around um, baskets of, uh, of goodies <laughs> to us. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you very much. See you tomorrow. Matewa. Bye. Bye.